You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode 68. Today on the show, we are joined by Nat Summer. Now, Nat is a certified relationship and intimacy coach, womb healer, speaker, and she facilitates workshops internationally through her communities, one-on-one work and group coaching. She speaks highly and in a supportive way about transforming women's and couples' relationships throughout their lives and helping them create grand love and sensual embodiment. This is definitely a wet, (laughs) I'll say a wet episode. So if you want to go and check out and look up who Nat is whilst we're chatting, head over to Instagram and look up N-A-T-A dot summer with an O, -O S-O-M-M-E-R. This is Nat Summer. And this episode is all about pathways to arousal and sensual connection. With Nat, we really dived into sex and the different ways that we can become aroused within ourselves, but also aroused with a partner so that we can amplify our own sexual relationships. You see, we talked about widening our sexuality viewpoint because often it can be quite blinkered and really tiny. And this comes from shame. And in this episode, we chat about how shame can affect your sex life, where and how you can start practicing vulnerability so that you can embody vulnerability. I ask two really good questions about three things, dot, 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 to help support your growth in your sexual relationship with your partner or even yourself. We discuss about the different pathways of arousal. She also shares her sexual language quiz, overcoming the shame around sex. And if you're in a relationship and have children, how can you share sensuality and sexuality in a responsible way that helps educate and show your children that having sensuality and sexuality in your life is beautiful and connective? Not to mention, we really dive into the importance of open communication. It's a really big highlighter point throughout this episode. And we also touch on yoni eggs because let's face it, they're amazing. And if you have no idea what an yoni egg is, head over to the link in my Instagram bio at wellsome underscore Gemily. There is a link there where you can discover more about pleasure tools, things like yoni eggs, sacred squirters and pleasure ones. It's all there. And how yoni eggs can support your self-awareness is what we talk about in this podcast episode. So let's get into it. Hey, Nat, welcome to the Well Women podcast. Hi, Gemma. Thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. I'm excited that you're joining us all the way from Spain. I just want to say thank you so much for like opening your isolation cocoon to us. (laughs) (laughs) I know we have some really great topics lined up for today, some that we've never discussed on the podcast before. Um, But before we jump into it, um, tell us, I ask all of our guests the same question and the listeners are probably like, you're on repeat, Gemma, but what day of your cycle are you on today and what are you checking in with? So I just actually started to menstruate today. So it's my first day. And um, what am I checking in with today? Usually that day for me means stillness, reflecting, meditating, and yeah, it's just what do I need? What do I need for today? That's my check-in. And today what I need is slowness. 
Well, let's bring that into this episode. I think that's a fantastic mm-hmm. idea. Um, I'm always reflective like that on my day one of my inner winter. I'm like, I like to like kind of clear my schedule as much as I can. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. let's chat about you, Matt. What is it that you do for, for the women and men who are listening to this, who have never even heard of you? Who is Matt Summers? Um, <laughs> who, like, what do you do, Nat? Tell us, because I'm mm-hmm. excited about this topic today. Yeah. I'm a certified relationship and intimacy coach. I'm also a womb healer and a women's transformational coach. And what that means is I work with individuals. I work with women and I work with couples and I help them to experience deeper intimacy, connection, greater self-love. And yeah, help them to be also more confident inside and outside the bedroom. So experiencing greater pleasure in life and in themselves. Mm, I love that. And today we're going to be chatting all about pathways to arousal and sensual connection. When you're working with women individually, what is one of the biggest challenges that you see women face around their self like arousal and sensual connection? Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's such a big topic. And I think we often have a very narrow viewpoint on sexuality and we tend to forget that it's a lot more about, overcoming shame, um, Mm. overcoming trauma that can be small, that can be big and practicing vulnerability rather than just some step-by-step guide that you will use your hands, mouth (laughs) to experience pleasure. So it's quite in depth and I help people to understand, well, what is their shadow? What is actually their struggle? And to then also help them to understand, well, what is it actually that I deeply desire? Because we all have different pathways to arouse. We all are uniquely sexually wired. And the way how I'm wired will be different to you. The way how I'm wired will be different to my partner. So I help people to understand, well, what that is. Because when we know and we feel confident in ourselves what that is, it's a lot easier to then be open to that with somebody else. So... Understanding yourself in the first place is really key. And I also believe when we then are able to receive that for ourselves and feed ourselves in our desires and feed our partner in the way how they want to be fed, it becomes this beautiful play and dance of desire, eroticism, connection. And it won't really ever become boring because we feel like, right, I'm receiving what it is that I truly want to receive. And I feel like often we have this idea that sex is just something that we do and we do it at the same time and hopefully we experience pleasure at the same time and it feels great for both people. Yet it's something that you just feel and helping to understand what it is that you want to feel is is very powerful and I believe very, very important. I love what you just mentioned, especially around widening your sexuality viewpoint. I feel... And everyone who's listened to this episode, like not this episode, but this podcast before knows we talk a lot about poo, sex and periods. And I guess your sexual education and your sexual um, self-awareness is very much similar to your cycle self-awareness. A lot of women don't really know, like they know that they menstruate, but they don't know why they menstruate and they don't know how the menstruation actually demonstrates like the health of their body. And I guess your connection and your relationship with your own sexual experiences and your sexuality can be very, very narrow. And there is a lot of shame around that. So 
how can we widen our sexuality viewpoint around shame? Because I know there's a lot of women who most often have inner child challenges or experiences from when they were kids where they feel shamed about talking openly about sex or sexual experiences or self-pleasure. So how does shame really restrict women from widening their sexuality viewpoint? Hmm. Yeah, well, exactly. It, I, when, when you look a bit deeper and I was asked questions, well, what was your sex education like? And it will have to do, your shame will have to do the, even the country, the culture that you grew up in, um, just in general, like what's the culture like? <laughs> are they very open? Are they very vibrant? Or are they a bit more timid? And um, also like, what were your parents about? Like, how did they portray affection and intimacy in front of the children? Were they hugging? Were they kissing? Were they telling you? each other affectionate words and we learn from them and then also do they speak to us about sex or don't they speak about sex and what happens in school so all of these and then obviously sexual experiences along the way they all have impact and i also believe that even though we have those impacts and they can create a certain shadow but understanding what that is then we can find ways to first of all rewire that but also let our partner know so for example if you have a real hard time to get out of your head and into your body which a lot of people have and you know maybe too it's really important that the environment is nice that the music's not too loud that you don't have to think or worry about work and you know like you just need to have that extra little bit of time just to get out of you out of your head and into the body and maybe you need to have a massage first maybe you want to have a shower first maybe you want to meditate first and that will help you to get into the mood because you're not so much in your head and for some people it, with that it might maybe help to have planned sex as unsexy as that sounds but if your partner's going to go like hey do you want to make love and he's just like, oh my God, oh now <laughs> I have to have sex and I still need to do all these other things. You're probably most likely going to say no because you're going to go straight into your head and going to think about it. So maybe you need to have a plan and that might maybe work better for you. Or for example, if somebody um, you know, is, is very sensitive to energies or just sensitive to, to their surroundings or other people, they probably need a bit more space, a bit more distance. If somebody's coming in too quick, too fast, with too strong, direct, intense, some people might maybe love that passion, like, oh yeah, just take me. But other people, they probably need to have a bit more space. So if somebody comes in too quick, too fast, they might just short circuit. So it's understanding these different things about yourself. I, this is juicy. Talking about planned sex, a lot of, and you know, I'm, I've not, I've not been married. I've been longest relationship I've been in is seven and a half years. And I think it's great to have spontaneous sex and, you know, kind of just being, be taken, so to speak, and be desired mm. in that way. But then also planned sex. It's, there's something about the excitement and like the counting down to it. It's kind of like kids waiting for Christmas to come. You know, like I'm waiting for Santa to arrive. <laughs> like, is Santa coming? Like, did I hear Santa? Is that, is, is that him here a few days mm -hmm. early to know, make sure I know where I live? But that the excitement can really build. And so I feel, you know, with my friends who are married and we've had these conversations, they really like, oh, you know, I had the plan that, oh yeah, we can have sex on Friday night. But I'm like, but that can be really kind of arousal, right? What's the right word? Arousing mm -hmm. um, at the same time. Yeah. So 
Mm-hmm. I love, like, yeah. I really, really like that. So if women feel quite vulnerable around the situation of planning sex, oh, my God, like, there's so many questions running through my mind right now. I'm like, which one do I choose? But if women are planning, um, like, are in a relationship right now and they're planning a sexual experience with their partner and they have a lot of shame around trying something new. Hmm. So it might be, and I'm just throwing random things out there. It might be trying new positions or, you know, having a sexual experience in a space that you've not had a sexual experience before. It might be playing roles where someone gets dressed up, or it might be, um, you know, playing with the feminine, who's going to be the feminine, who's going to be the masculine and like the dominant and the Mm -hmm. surrenderer. Or is it, do we bring like, you know, toy, I don't like the word toys, but do we, do we bring in, it's a better word for toy. Pleasure, pleasure tools. Yes. Tools. <laughs> great. I like that. Bring your tool belt. Would you like to bring tools into this for women who mm. want to take that next step and do something that they've not done before, make a mm. plan, you know, or be spontaneous or whatever it might be, but there's a lot of fear and shame around it. What could they do to help support them changing their shame or overcoming their shame? Mm, yeah. Sorry, it's a really long well, question. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's a very good question. Well, first of all, self-inquire, I think, is great. Why am I, what am I actually being fearful of? Am I being fearful of being rejected? <laughs> um, is it just my own, sh- like, is it just pure rejection that I'm scared of? Or is it I'm carrying a lot of shame from the past because maybe I have experienced rejection before or maybe I'm really curious about this but I'm not sure if I really want to try that or whatever self-inquire find out what actually what's going on there for you and when you have that clarity it's a lot easier to then talk to your partner about it and practice vulnerability and to say by the way I'd like to talk to you about something that's quite personal quite intimate and I'm fearful of X, Y, and Z. Or I'm experiencing a lot of shame. Because yeah, your partner will then go like, okay, well, I can see how that's difficult. And naturally, that will create empathy because you're sharing vulnerably. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, let me, let me listen to what you've got to say. Let them also know what you need. I just want you to listen. And then maybe we can have a conversation after. So to share what's going on, there, what would you like to experience? What would that look like? Like, what, what, what would be the ideal scenario? And then check in with your partner and just say, okay, so what's going on? How does that make you feel? And, you know, I mean, who knows what, what they might be like, woohoo. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's go and do that. Or they might be like, okay, well, I feel like if it is, especially with a female partner, they might be like, okay, well, how can I actually make sure I get it right? Like with them, they often have a lot of worries about, can I actually meet your expectation? And, can I, can I give you what it is that you would like to receive? So figuring out if we you know what is possible and then to have that open conversation and both people to stay present in what it is that's going on for them, but to hear one another. But I feel like it really comes down just to practice vulnerability and just to share. This is what I would really love to experience. And I feel like another important thing is also when we are experiencing pleasure and I feel like sex is such an embodied experience and sometimes it's really hard to voice when you would like to change something you know and you might go like oh yeah a bit more to the left a bit more to the right a bit faster a bit slower and it's just like (laughs) and you think it but it's really hard to voice it um afterwards you can say oh well you know that felt really great 
next time if you do it a bit faster it will feel even more orgasmic or it will it will just create even more pleasure so it can be really nice just to go after so how was that for you and you know not to go like oh, i didn't like this and you were too slow or you didn't do it fast enough just to go like it felt really great but next time it would be great if you could do it like this because that just opens everything up for me and believe me if if you tell that a man he'd be like oh yeah great because they want to give us pleasure and also you know if you are a woman with a man same thing we want to make sure that our partner experiences pleasure so it's it's about giving that positive encouragement mm, i think that is such a really good point i just wrote down really simple questions i guess this is my coaching mind coming in but something that you could do in a relationship and it's something that i also talk to women about like working with their cycles is let's just say you've had a sexual experience with any kind of partner and afterwards you could say, all right, what were three things you loved followed by what were three things you'd like to do different? Hmm. Like they're yeah. such simple questions. And if you don't feel comfortable, I know for me um, in my own sexual experience, like journey as a woman, you know, I, I definitely, had experienced a lot of sexual rejection for a number of years, which was very challenging mm. for me to work through. And I, I very didn't feel, I felt undesired. I didn't feel like I, I looked good. I didn't feel like I was attractive. And, you know, having overcome that now, I know that through that process, I really felt that, that I couldn't voice how I felt at the time mm because I felt vulnerable, but I was also afraid of what the response would be. And, oh, would I get rejected then? Mm. And so what I would do is I would randomly like whilst making dinner or like two days later, hey, you know, on this day, or, you know, on Saturday, you know, when we had sex and this, I was like, well, I really like to try this next time. So I found that was a really great transition for me in being vulnerable, fully clothed whilst we're buying food at the shops, <laughs> you know? And um, that was like this. So there are two questions that kind of have supported me. Like what mm. are three things you loved? And then what are three mm. things you'd like to do, you'd like to do differently? Um, yeah. And whilst you were sharing that, I really thought about, and let's open up this conversation around women feeling pressure because mm. I'm not a sex expert, <laughs> but when it comes to self arousal and then self pleasure, I feel mm. there's a lot of self-pressure that women have through mm. the rise of the patriarchy that the women's self-pleasure is really to just pleasure the man and that mm. sex ends when the man's pleasured, fully pleasured or has reached full climax and has orgasmed or mm. cummed or whatever you want to, however you want to refer to it. What have you seen and how that affects women's sexual relationship with themselves and their own self-arousal and self-pleasure? Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's a big topic and a lot of women <clears throat> sadly do experience that where they're not having their needs met or they've been faking it for a long time. <laughs> and um, But also, you know, I feel like it, you also have to maybe let you... I do really love that about discovering what it is that you need and first you have to understand that yourself because most likely, again, you'll be different to your partner. And of course, men naturally are a lot more spontaneous Whereas women are a lot more reactive when it comes to sex, to sexuality, but to make, again, maybe it is for you, maybe your pathway to arousal is slowness, 
you need to have the emotional connection. Maybe your partner first needs to tell you, you know, how beautiful you are or how attractive they find you or just tell something really nice. And maybe your pathway to arousal is for them just to come in with a real feather light touch and then give you a bit of space and back off and just see how that feels for you. And, you know, you have to also go and experience that yourself first. So I always encourage women, take some time on what type of touch do you actually like? And is it, is it just like, what if happens if you were just to touch yourself, like just like a feather light touch all over? Or you were just to cup your vulva and not touch it. Like what happens oh, in I your body that. then? <laughs> or you just hold your breasts, but don't touch them. Like what happens? Like is your body naturally starting to yearn for more? Like is your body starting to open up? And that, you know, then you can tell your partner, oh my God, you know, if you just use a feather light touch all over, or if you just <laughs> barely touch my body, like that makes me just want you really, really desperately because there's anticipation there. Then, you know, like you go like, right, this is going to be my, if you start doing this, feather light touch, give me a bit of space and I will want to come towards you. This will be my pathway to arousal. So to let them know that's what it is. Or maybe it is just lots and lots of foreplay. Maybe you need to have a massage first. Maybe you would, maybe like a bit more passionate and juicy, maybe more of a sensual, getting maybe more, you know, hard to, hard to get out of your head into the body. Maybe you need a bit more of a firmer touch. So, you know, you feel the body. So it helps you to drop in. But then, you know, lie in the bed and just see what that touch feels like. Because some people might go like, oh, yeah, that's my touch. Like, I want to feel really sensual and juicy and activate myself and long, slow touches and get into my body. And some people might just say, yeah, that's just from a scale from one to five. That's more like a two or three for me. And other people are like, that's a five. And then you tell your partner, by the way, if you were just to give me a really nice massage and we have lots of foreplay and you touch me on my neck or you touch my feet or inner thighs like that, that will, you know, <laughs> spark my fire. And maybe, maybe it's a bit more kinky. <laughs> maybe that will light your fire. So maybe it is, you know, maybe a bit more slapping or maybe scratching. And so like, how does that feel in my body? Where does it feel good in my body? Or maybe it's nowhere. And maybe it's just like, this is just, a turn off so it becomes a shadow it's just like you know short circuit turn off but then also to tell your partner by the way if you give me a tap here or you pull my hair here <laughs> pull my hair a bit firm then that will be or you just whisper something naughty into my ear then you know that will just get me going and I feel like when we get to receive those things, but first of all, we have to also understand, like, is that something that we enjoy and to experience it in ourselves? Well, how does that touch feel? And if I were to think of a sexual experience and actually let, let it run in front of my mind, like a video, like a, like a, like a movie, what would that actually look like? Like what will actually get me going? And then to talk about it. And maybe it's a number of different things. And, you know, I mean, you work, you're working around menstrual awareness. We also change where we are at in our cycle too. So when we are probably menstruating, we probably feel a lot more, maybe more going within, maybe more slower, maybe more if you feel comfortable having sex during your menstruation. But maybe you just wanted to just slow down. And, and if you if you're um, ovulating, you probably might be like, oh yeah, take me ravishly and pull my hair and <laughs> <There's> <laughs> tell definitely me, different you know, like that will all have, yeah. And we have to talk about, like, we have to let them know. And they'll be like, oh, you know what? You're giving me a manual. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And the same goes for men as well. Like they, if we get a manual to them, yep. because we often think men just want to have oral pleasure and a hand job, or we don't like to call the job, you know, 
just general pleasure and intercourse hand and massage. all that. Hand massage. <laughs> hand, hand penis massage. Um, that's also, I think it's a very stereotypical what we just perceive men to be, but they have the same thing. They will like different touch. Maybe they also have a really hard time to get out of the head and into the body. So they also first need to get into the body. And maybe they do like it a bit more kinky. So, but also if they're different to you, that's fine because we can learn to feed each other. We have to study, we have to have sex at the same time and hopefully both get an orgasm. No, you can, whatever you probably, if you need a bit more time, feed you first or get yourself fed first. And then once you're open, then it's also easy for you to give what your partner desires and within consent and what feels good. And maybe it's one day it's your turn, another day it's your partner's turn. I feel like there's a real power to just lying back and just receiving, especially for that's women. That's hard. Oh, wow. That's like, yeah. I think one of mm-hmm. the biggest challenges for women in their womb space is learning mm-hmm. the art of surrender. And for me, it hands down, like, I always felt like I had to be giving. And so there's, oh, there's so many things I want to say about what you just mentioned, but yeah, it's surrender. And it's sometimes very Mm -hmm. challenging for women to just receive. And I know like my partner, like very much has been the biggest teacher for me in that. And Mm -hmm. I was, because I was rejected for a number of years, I was very, um, like standoffish and I was very guarded and I protected myself a lot. And he was just like, no, 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 just lay here. And I just, I just want to like, not even necessarily sexually touch those sexual parts of my body, but just touch my body. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, this is really hard for me, but to have the support. So I think what you mentioned about discovering what you like and what feels good for you is really important Mm -hmm. to communicate. And I also just want to mention that, when it comes to the different ways that you like to receive, look at your love languages too, because I know that Mm. for people who really like words of affirmation, you know, Mm. they like to be told during the middle of say sexual intercourse, like, and the act of sex, like, wow, you're making Mm. me feel really good or you look fantastic right now. And then Mm. that's what brings and helps them soften and surrender Mm. more. So if you don't know your love languages, like seriously, just go to the five love languages website. It's free quiz and just discover it. Get your partner to do it too. I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by the Well Women Academy. Well Women Academy is a weekly membership where together we study menstrual cycles, holistic health, and how to reconnect with your body. Every month, our Well Women access members-only self-paced educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, audio, video, and guided home study. Led by myself and other pioneering guest teachers, together we cover fields of ancestral health, Ayurveda, sexuality, sensuality, holistic health, and lots more. This is your chance to join an international supportive community of women to discover your cycle, your body, ignite your inner intuition, and illuminate your life. It's like no other in the world. Not to mention, it's also cheaper than your daily coffee fix. Learn more and join us at wellsome.com forward slash academy. That's W-E-L-L-S-O-M-E dot com forward slash academy. I made a note to mention about breast massage. Um, Mm -hmm. I know for me, I've like... With, I've, I've actually never liked my boobs, but the last year I've really been focused on just connecting with my body and giving myself more breast massage. 
and mm. it's a sensual act, not a sexual act. And I do this mm. in the shower and it's so beautiful. So let's mm. quickly just like dot point off like the different paths of arousal. So we have touch, mm. we have mm. like, for example, it could be dance. It might be mm-hmm. um, like cheekiness. Like what are the, like, what are some others? Just a really quick dot point. And we're like, Oh, that's my yeah. favorite. Yeah. So energetic, um, same as the love language is actually also a thing called the sex languages. So Ooh, I've really? got a quiz for that. So yeah, you're energetic. So space anticipation, federal light touch, or not even touching your body. Um, that will get you going. Central is all about getting out of your head into the body and really feeling your centrality, having maybe a shower, lots of foreplay. Again, like the slow, slow touch. And, you know, some people, their pathway to arousal is maybe direct genital touch. So oral pleasure are just getting a vibrator out. Um, touching your nipples, squeezing your nipples. You know, like they want to just have those physical straight um, pleasurable experience and then you know kinky is and there's like psychological and there's physical so people will be yeah if you're also self-pleasure maybe you want to think of something that's taboo that's out of the box and that will really you know set you off and maybe you don't even have to touch yourself that just gets you aroused or it is to scratch yourself or to pinch your nipples or to have your help pulled and that will be your pathway to arousal so just even playing pleasuring with yourself and <laughs> whatever that might be but um you know using anal beads or using an anal toy or using all those things so that can be a pathway to arousal for you and but also believe that you know this these are for yourself and then obviously maybe you want to mix different things and that this becomes a shapeshifter so you like all a bit of difference so it also depending what mood you're in but you basically like it all and um, but also when it does come to self-pleasure and discovering you, you woman you womanly body i feel that there's so much numbness as well inside of or inside of our vulva that you know, yeah, we, we often know that we have got the clit and the clit is amazing. Like, I love the clit. It's great. But there's so much. A whole much new world discovering your clit. Like, not <laughs> just like the, the mm-hmm. part of the clit that people think about, like, but the entire clit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's so much more in there. There's so much more in there inside your vaginal cord. There's the A spot. There's the G spot. There's the cervix that can all experience pleasure. So a beautiful way that I would suggest for you to self-discover what's actually there. Well, A can be a yoni egg. It can be your fingers. It can be a pleasure wand. But it's if, if you don't have any of that, just use your fingers and just feel like what in there actually like on the outside use different strokes make sure you use lubricant or use um coconut oil and you know use different strokes in inside go and clock like press where does it feel good like you know one o'clock two o'clock three o'clock four and go a bit deeper and just see like activate what's in there play with the nerve endings see what that creates and i feel that if we also we're very goal orientated as well if you're having a hard time orgasming and you're feeling the pressure to orgasm, it's probably going to make it even harder for you to orgasm. So retrain your body by just first of all, connecting with it and explore different touches, open up to different sensations. And maybe you might press on a spot in there that might feel tense. And same as muscles here, you know, we have tension there. We hold on to different emotions, past experiences. So maybe you just need to release that. And that creates 
another way of just you opening up to yourself. And if you feel more comfortable with what's down there, look at a mirror, speak lovingly to your vulva and tell her you're beautiful and hey, who are you? And I'm just here to discover you. I mean, it sounds a bit weird at first, but I feel when we become more comfortable Women are like, ourselves. You speak to your vulva. I'm like, yeah, I speak to my vulva, I speak to my boobs, and I speak to my womb. Have you got a problem with it? <laughs> but it's powerful because you create connection and then when you feel more comfortable it's easier to also be comfortable with somebody else so there's rituals you can do there's just practices um it can be pleasurable it can be orgasm orientated but it doesn't have to be it can just be being curious with your body being curious with yourself and when you want to then bring that into the relationship and i really love this it's actually you mentioned asking telling each other afterwards three things that you enjoyed and three things you would like to do different or you would like to try absolutely love that but you can also do that as you're actually being intimate like why not just take turns well how would you like to receive pleasure for the next five minutes and you just let the person know and you give them pleasure in the way how you want to be pleasured and then also to go like okay great or maybe there's only so willing so far you're willing to go so maybe your partner might say i really would like to receive pleasure by let's say touching and massaging my breasts and just for example your partner might say yeah okay i only feel comfortable to massage your nipples great like you still get to receive pleasure the way how you want but it's within their comfort and then that can be built up and then you take turns so you know for the next five or ten minutes you you the, the giver becomes the receiver and the receiver becomes the giver so you, you go back and forth and i feel like that's a real great way of taking the pressure off for both people to actually discover what the other person wants for both people to feel comfortable in what they're doing and yeah you know you can amp things up you can slow it down you can do this for hours you could do this for hours literally and i just everything you're, you're saying today really is just highlighting the importance of communication mm-hmm. and really just good, clear communication. And I think better sex or better, um, I guess, partner pleasure comes from communication, like yeah. hands down. Um, and you mentioned before about your sexual language quiz. I definitely want to include that in, in the show notes. So if we can, I would love that. Um, mm-hmm. But let's talk about sex in the different phases of the menstrual cycle. Um, Mm. if we look at like menstruation, so let's just say the seasons, everyone knows the seasons. Mm -hmm. If you Mm -hmm. don't go back and listen to another podcast on the inner seasons of your cycle, but winter, spring, summer, and autumn, I know for myself, sexually, I like, like, I, I like having my hair, you know, not tugged, but like, just how, like pulled a little, not, I don't know, Mm -hmm. held. So it like, it pulls my scalp a little bit. I like that at some stages and some Mm -hmm. stages I love spontaneous and like a harder grasp versus Mm -hmm. a softer grasp at different times of my cycle. What do you notice for women in each of the four phases is most common? Mm, Yeah. I mean, you know, that being said, I think it's such an individual thing. There's no, (laughs) there's no proper guide to that. It really is checking in of yourself or what do I actually want today or what do I need today but I have noticed and myself included um, just because I'm menstruating I probably don't really want to necessarily have sex with my partner in or with my husband in the beginning because you know just not 
but I do like the self-pleasure. <laughs> so I get so I, horny when I'm, when I'm menstruating. Get, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so I still self-pleasure, but also when I'm doing that, or, you know, maybe the last couple of days of my menstruation, maybe I want to have sex with my partner. But um, usually then I do usually want to experience some sort of pleasure. And for me, it feels comfortable to do it with myself. So with that, you know, often it's, it's probably a lot more slower, juicier, and just <laughs> taking the time and really feeling that orgasm. <laughs> so it, for me, it's usually a lot more of an inward journey and to just really enjoy the pleasure and make it really juicy but in slowness, generally, that's just what works for me. And again, everybody has to check in what works for them. But I do feel like just because we are in our period and we are feeling experiencing arousal doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it because we have shame around it. Feeling what actually feels comfortable and then, yeah, enjoy, enjoy that. Like maybe that can just be you time or maybe it can be shared with your partner, but also tell them, no, okay, maybe today I would just want to be a bit slower and to connect, maybe look into each other's eyes for a bit or just, or maybe you do like it really wild. You just put a towel down. <laughs> um, very simple. And, you know, I feel like also with men, we're often very worried, well, what are they going to think? And I don't think that there are many men out there that will say, oh, yeah, I don't feel comfortable. If, if you just put a towel down, you have a shower afterwards, they'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, great. Well, as long as you feel comfortable, I feel comfortable too. Very rarely will they say, oh, yeah. Because as long as, again, for men, it's all about the way how you feel. And as long as you feel comfortable in yourself, they'll be happy to me either. A supportive man in that, I'll just say. Not all men are like yeah. that, but supportive men are. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'll say on that, a supportive man. Okay, yeah. Um, but these are such great guiding tips because I know that it can be very confronting for women if they're not, if they're not, sexually aware and open with their bodies it can feel very closed off and when your heart is closed off your yoni your your vulva is closed off and when you open your heart you can open your yoni i like to say Mm -hmm. so i um i want to add in that if women have never or you're wanting to improve your relationship with your yoni something i found really helpful and maybe we can talk about this really quickly because we don't have heaps of time to talk about so many, so many questions I want to ask, but I found using a yoni egg when I first discovered the yoni egg practice um, and yoni egg breathing and yoni egg exercises. I found that really, really helpful in helping me become more body aware and restructuring yeah. that relationship with my body to actually feel like I'm not rejecting my body. Someone else yeah. might reject it, but as long as I accept my body, then I have, yeah. I have self-acceptance. So yeah. what, do you, what are the three things you love about yoni eggs? Yeah, well, exactly what you just said. It's, it helps you to appreciate your body. It helps you to connect with your body that we rarely connect with in just a very loving and nurturing way. Like it's not because we have to be sexual or we have to be doing something. Like just doing something for your own pelvic floor health, for your own sensual health. And I really love that about the yoni egg because... You can set an intent or you can just start wearing it. And it's just, yeah, you just shift your awareness to that part of your body in a very loving way. And I really love that. The other part that I love is that um, it creates nerve stimulation as well. So strengthening up your, your pelvic floor. So 
chances are you will have prolonged orgasm. <laughs> chances are if you would like to um, experience different types of orgasms, your body will be more open to that because there's more sensation, there's stronger pelvic floor muscle health there as well. So I really love that. And um, the third thing that I love about yoni, so I just feel like every woman should just have a yoni egg, to be honest, in my opinion. <laughs> I'll tell you <laughs> I, think just... I'm at, I actually have my yoni egg in right now. <laughs> because it's a practice that I do and it's like I yeah Yeah. I think and if you don't know what a yoni egg is there is a link um just go to my website wellsome.com search yoni eggs or you can go to the link in my bio there actually is a direct link to find out more about yoni eggs um and where I get mine from so yeah but okay yoni eggs great question great topic um now I do have another question and we are almost out of time so I'll wrap it up with two final questions and this is something you mentioned a little bit earlier on that and I know that there's a lot of women listening to this who have maybe experienced challenges in their own sexual journey and they wish that their children in the future don't experience the same mm. as mums or dads listening to this episode if they're in a relationship and they have children what's a good like what's good to do like sensually and sexually in front of your children to teach them and show them and be an example of good, I guess, sensual relationships and sexual relationships mm-hmm. um, versus what's not good to do in front of them. Obviously don't have sex in front of your kids, but what let's just go with what is good to have, um, what's good to show and demonstrate in front of your children around your own sensuality and sexuality. Mm. Yeah. Great question. Well, I feel, you know, first of all, you have to be comfortable in yourself to show affection in front of your children with your partner and that that's okay. And I also believe that, you know, we as women, we often have this weird idea, well, I have to be a mother and as a mother, I can't be sexual. If I'm a mother, I can't be sensual. Well, who's to say you can't be anything? First of all, you can be whatever you want. And also, I mean, just imagine, just imagine if you're sitting at the dinner table and maybe there's like some bickering or whatever, and you know, like you're tense and, <laughs> and or you're trying to discuss a topic or what's happening in school. But if you were just to do that, let's say you're wearing a yoni egg or you just go a bit more into your softness, just imagine you being in your central persona, for example, and you just become a bit more sensual and maybe you might give your husband a different look. You know, not anything that you do, but you just shift your energy into being more sensual. I can guarantee you the energy of the room will shift. Well, first of all, your husband will be like, okay, there's something different. (laughs) And, you know, he probably will also respond. There'll be a shift in him because he'll be like, oh, okay. So he probably will be a bit more, I don't know responsive and you will probably find that your children will also feel that there's there's more of an openness there's more of a softness to you so they probably will also respond differently and Mm. i feel like it's not necessarily something that we have to do it's just rather how do we want to feel and how do we want to express it and i'm not saying go and dance on a table and embrace your sluttiness which i'm saying you know go for it but maybe don't do it (laughs) but um you know but to to feel that and i feel like that has huge power because children can see, okay, mom is in her softness or she's feeling good in her skin and she's feeling feminine. That that's fine. That's normal. It's okay to feel that. So, yeah. I love that. It's, um, it's a question that I've had with a few of my friends who have kids and um, myself now dating, like having a partner who has children, um, both girls that, 
you know, he's quite physically affectionate with them, but it's interesting being in that situation, which I've never been in before. And obviously I didn't birth the kids. So I haven't grown into the relationship with children, but being able to demonstrate to them that, you know, this is what a healthy relationship can look like. And that, you know, like naturally it's great to hold hands or, you know, he always gives them a big hug and then he's like, all right, it's Gemma's turn. So then I get a hug just the same way they did. And I think it's important. I know I grew up in a family where I never really saw my parents be, you know, affectionate towards each other. And so I didn't have a good role model as to what, I guess, a loving long-term marriage relationship. And they're still married today and they still love each other, but that's just... Experience that, and I I just know that if you're unsure, is you know have an open conversation with your partner about it, and say, all right, what do you feel comfortable with doing? What do you not feel comfortable with doing? And you know, sometimes it's just walking up and just whispering something in their ear. Mm-hmm. So I think that's Absolutely. really really cool. Um, but thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. All right, last question, and then we'll wrap up with the podcast question. But the last one is: What are three steps women can do today? to increase their own central connection. So just three really simple steps that if they're listening to this, yeah. like, all right, I want to get started with this today. What are three simple things they could do? Mm. Yeah. Set some time aside for you and for yourself, half an hour, an hour, and maybe have a nice bath, have a shower, lie on the bed and just touch yourself, touch yourself, discover where it feels good. Maybe it's inner thighs. What type of touch feels good? And just discover, like, just make some time and space for you. And even if you think, oh, my God, you know, I'm already having a great sex life and I feel really sexually confident, still <laughs> great. go point. and spend some time with yourself because there's always, always more to discover. And the other thing is I really love is, as you mentioned, dance before. And, you know, play some music and move your body to the music. I feel like that's a simple thing for you to become sensual. Close I your body, it. close your eyes, drop in, play the music. Very under, whether you feel comfortable, but don't wear anything. <laughs> and just feel, like feel your emotions, feel your body move and become really sensual with the music. That's a great way for you to drop in and to risk away some of the layers that get out of you your head too. Time. So absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Great and, step. Yeah. And the other thing is um, if you are in a relationship, if you're not in a relationship, just think about like what actually ask dropping into question, like what does deep intimacy look like for me? What does sensual pleasure look like for me? Close your eyes, drop in and just visualize actually what that looks like for you. Like what does that look like for you to do it on your own by yourself? And what does it look like for you to do it with your partner? I love those juicy questions. Yes. Thank you so much, Nat. All right. I'm loving this. All right. Final question to wrap us up for the podcast. And I ask all of our guests this. Loved having you on the show today. We could literally keep talking. This is a topic I'm like, let's do five hours on this topic. (laughs) Um, I don't feel like enough enough people have open um, conversations around sex, self-pleasure, their bodies. So this is so juicy. And I hope the women and the men listening to this have enjoyed it as much as I have. So final question, um, it's different to what we've been talking about, but what are three guiding tips that you would give to your younger menstruating self? So three things you wish you knew when you started menstruating that you now know as a woman. Mm, Yeah. Um, It will come and it will come and you don't have to be 
scared or fearful that you lost you're the last one to receive your menstruation that's me <laughs> <laughs> last, last at school with all my friends wasn't allowed to shave my legs until i'd blossomed oh i could kill my dad for that 15 and a half anyway moving on sorry <laughs> yeah um the other thing yeah i wish somebody would have just talked to me about it what to expect and what the experience will be like and yeah i feel like just menstrual awareness um different seasons how it will make me feel and also menstrual health as well things i can do to support myself during this time beautiful three super simple and really impactful tips for all the young women listening out there and for the mums who want to be able to teach their women along with the dads Nat, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Um, I already mentioned, but we've talked about a lot of really beautiful topics that need to be out there. So thank you for sharing all of your insight and your wisdom. For those who have not heard of you before and want to connect with you, what are the best ways that they can reach out to you and discover what it is that you do a little bit more and come say hi? Mm -hmm. So you can find me on my website, nataliesummer.com. So just my full name. I've got the quiz on there too. So take the quiz and get your partner to take the quiz to if you're in a relationship. It's a great conversation starter point. And um, I've also got a private Facebook group called um, Eros Temple for the Modern, Modern Woman. So in there, I do lots of videos. I do videos in there with my partner. We show what simple steps you can do to increase intimacy. And um, yeah, that's the best way to stay in touch. Well, I'm going to be popping all of those links in our show notes because I think it's all very important and I'm actually going to go and take the quiz now. Um, but thank you so much for joining us now all the way from Spain. I'm wishing you all the safety and support to, you know, you, your partner and all of your loved ones there. But thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Thanks, Gemma. It was great to be here and thanks for the opportunity. You are so welcome. Lots of love and light. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of The Well Women Podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag Well Women Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.